0: everyone welcome to another episode of what's what br we have a new guest with us today we have dr jeremy burnham from Oshners which is the i guess the official title is what the sports medical medicine director i get these messed up yeah i'm the
1: i'm the technically the medical director of the sports medicine program here so so
0: what does so hey thanks for making time for us everybody kind of the medical world you got other more important things to do than talk to me so But if we dive in, you know, what's a, what does that entail? What does that, you know, necessarily mean when we say, you know, sports medicine, medical director, you know, what's that? Yeah,
1: Yeah, good question. Um, So we have a a big sports medicine program and sports medicine is a little bit unique, I think, in the medical field and that it's really this team approach. And so, you know, when we talk about sports medicine, we're not just talking about my specialty. I'm an orthopedic surgeon that specialize in sports medicine, but, you know, there's non-surgical sports medicine doctors that we work with and athletic trainers and physical therapists. So sports medicine really encompasses um, any professional that's involved in taking care of athletes. And when we talk about athletes, we're not just talking about high school, college, professional athletes. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Anybody that is goes and works out on the weekend, or you know uh, what you may refer to as a weekend warrior, but basically anybody that's active. So, as my role as part of the sports medicine program here is to, you know, help kind of oversee that and and grow it. And um, you know, we kind of have some standards that hey, we want to bring the best sports medicine care that's out there in the world or in the country, and want to be doing that in in the Baton Rouge area. And so, that's a lot of what my role encompasses.
0: So that's run in your, we kind of talked a little before, you know, this is under the Oshner's umbrella, you know, yeah. for what they're doing. And it sounds like it's Oshner's is kind of making an investment in this, you know, area to kind of say, Hey, you've got other orthopedic surgery, but you guys, you know, it's a specialty, I guess, from, you know, not only the surgery, but then also to say, Hey, we're going to have, you know, I've never personally, I've never heard a medical, you know, medicine medical director at the hospital or you know sports yeah. medicine, you would hear something differently. Is that, something different others is kind of saying you know hey look you know you would think about it like if anybody I've got kids that play soccer and if you go out to the soccer fields on Burbank on a Saturday you're you know there's thousands of them yeah. you know out there yeah. Is, yeah. is it just becoming more prevalent or is it like no we've always had these same sports problems we're just now going to take the first step and you know admit that there is something <laughs> that we need to really look at
1: yeah i mean i think obviously and in our community, in our area, like sports is such a big part of what we do, right? Whether it's baseball, soccer, football. Um, I know growing up here, you know, growing up in Baton Rouge, I mean, our lives kind of revolved around the local sports. And so I think the sports injuries have always been there. I think how we treat them and how we care for them, like that's evolved a little bit. Um, and so <clears throat> there's definitely models and, you know, other places we didn't really you know, invent this model of treatment or anything like that, this, we call it like a multidisciplinary approach. And, um, you know, there's people all over the country that really have pioneered that. And Oshner, you know, originally kind of started putting that model of care together for sports medicine in the New Orleans area. But then as you alluded to, and, you know, in Baton Rouge over the last several years has made a really large investment in that. And, you know, we're starting to understand that the best way to take care of sports medicine injuries isn't just to have everything siloed off and have hey, you just need to go see the orthopedic surgeon, or you just need to go see the physical therapist or whatever that is to really take care of people that are active and athletes and have the best outcomes. You've got to have that whole team of people because there's a narrow window of things that I have expertise in, and I can maybe take you from point A to point B, but somebody has got to get you from point B to point C. And that's oftentimes not me. Um, so it's that team approach and that fits well. With sports, I mean, I think that resonates with people that have been part of team mm-hmm. sports, you know, is like, hey, everybody's kind of got their own role. So um, if you really think about doing it that way, you know, a large kind of integrated healthcare network like Oshner is an awesome place to do that because they already have like multiple different specialties, you know, like we call mm-hmm. ophthalmologists sometimes to see some of our athletes or whatever specialty or expert that they need. And being within all one system, we can communicate and coordinate that care, you know, efficiently um, and try to basically give that patient the best outcome. So that's kind of the model. And if you look at what happens in the NFL and professional sports and stuff like that, that's already what they were doing. And then what we're trying to say is, hey, we want to take that same standard of care and that same level and that same model and kind of apply that to everybody. So, you know, any patient that comes to Oshner. Austin Sports Medicine Institute, you know, our sports medicine section of that. We want to make sure they're getting access to the same thing. So do you guys,
0: you know, from the treatment and in, in your world, probably the surgery side of it. And then you've also got the the physical therapy side of it, you know, yeah. kind of because I admit, you know, I've been there. I've banged myself up, you know, more times than I can count. Mm-hmm. And if I was really honest, it was like, okay, what do I got to do to get out of the hospital? What do I got to do here? Oh, you want me to go to physical therapy? Yes, I'm on it and would like show up one time and then just trail off. And then now I wonder why I potentially have all these problems. But yeah. it was never connected, right? There, yeah. there was a disconnect. You'd send, you know, the hospital or ortho, somebody like you says, okay, hey, I fixed your leg, you know, I fixed your knee up, but now you got to go do the work and go see somebody else over here. But you never had any loop there was no closed loop on the, like, Hey, did you make it back? Did you go do, you know, the six weeks of, yeah. you know, PT you were supposed
1: to. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. That's, that's the whole thing is most, most of what we do, whether it's a, a surgical treatment or non-surgical treatment, it's going to involve, you know, some other people that are, like we say kind of experts in the different things. A lot of times it's rehabilitation. That's a, a huge part of getting active people active again. And so it's tough if <clears throat> I do my part and then I never communicate with the physical therapist Because then I may not know that, hey, the, you know, the patient didn't make it or the scheduling didn't work out or something like that. But that also means, you know, that the part that we did from a surgical standpoint, maybe we didn't get the best outcome without that rehab. Um, And then if it's, you know, a situation where they don't have access to communicate to me when we talk about like rehab protocols and stuff like that, there may be some uncertainty about, hey, what are we supposed to be doing at this point? You know, can we bend the knee this far? Can we bend it that far? And so that's where it really makes sense to kind of have the whole team. My office, like where I see patients is right through a single glass door away from our physical therapist and they come over like every day and like, Hey, we got your patient that you did the ACL surgery on a couple of days ago. This is what we're doing. This is what it looks like. Are you okay with that? And then make modifications based on that. So um, that's, what's really powerful about it. And it also takes that recognition that, you know, there's no one person that can kind of manage the whole thing themselves to, to really, to have the best outcome possible. It's going to take a team of us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're, that's what our sports medicine program is. Try to take that team and coordinate all that care together.
0: So I'm going to go over and Reeves. I couldn't remember the whole thing. I've written down, you know, that basically if I jump, you know, Osher Sports Medicine Institute here in Baton Rouge is one of the top 25 North American health systems chosen by the u.s department of defense for comprehensive medical trial designed to improve the treatment for multiple ligament injuries so that's a really big deal you know a top 25 in north america normally anything i hate to say it i'm from here i love baton rouge but normally we're on the bottom end of everything you know but to have Oshners in the top 25 and this isn't just this is a study you guys are taking part in and this is through department of defense this is a big deal this isn't somebody, you know, had a couple million dollars to throw and say hey, we want to look at something. This is about as top as it gets. And I think it's, you know, it's the, you know, the SPAR. Is that the right acronym? Yeah, STAR. Okay. So what is, you know, kind of what what is the purpose, you know, kind of of this trial, you know, and I guess what how how did it come about? Like how did we figure that one, you know, how did it start?
1: Yeah, so So multi, this, this study looks at multiple ligament, knee injuries, and multiple ligament knee injuries are, are injuries that is a complete tear of more than one ligament, you know, and you always like you hear about in sports and stuff, the ACL, that's probably the most common ligament that you hear about injured. So that's one of the most common things that we treat, but, and that's a devastating enough injury, but there's a pattern of injury out there where you tear more than one. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's four or more. And those are very, very bad injuries, as you can imagine. And we're starting to understand like pretty well with ACL injuries, when do we do surgery? You know, do we do it right away or do we wait a little bit? And then from a therapy standpoint, there's some really good science out there that has been shown over time to say, hey, if you want to have the best outcome after an ACL surgery, you need to do these milestones at these different time points. But for these multiple ligament knee injuries, that data, it's it's really not out there on a large scale. You know, when you talk about medical science, there's these different levels. And so the lowest level of medical science is like, Hey, I treated the patient this way and they got better. And so that's the way that we're going to do it. Whereas the highest level is everything is going to be randomized. It's going to be an even playing field. We're going to have all of this statistical analysis to make sure that whatever conclusions that are drawn from the study are accurate, you know? And so there have been a lot of studies talking about multiple ligament knee injuries, but there hasn't been this like huge expansive study to look at the specific questions that the STAR trial is looking at. And so it's really been years and years and years of preparation. When I was in training, um, actually at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, where this trial originated from, you know, we were in the process of looking at that. And I was part of the team that helped to write the grant, you know, to try to get funding to do the trial, because it was recognized that this was going to need to be a big deal with a lot of resources. Um, It needed to be done the right way. And so I kind of had my first contact with it. I mean, probably five or six years ago. Um, And so then the Department of Defense, you know, looked at that and looked at that grant and realized that, hey, these knee injuries impact service members um, and soldiers to such a degree that it impacts our military readiness. And so it was worth it to the Department of Defense to put some funding into answering some of these questions. And so they funded that trial. And then just kind of fast forward, um, you know, I'm from Baton Rouge, I moved back to Baton Rouge and started my practice and an opportunity came up to say, hey, you know, out of the different, you know, 20 or so sites at the time that were across the U.S. and Canada, you know, would Oshner in Baton Rouge, you know, meet the criteria? And so we started that process to see if we did, you have to treat enough of these injuries, you have to have, you have to have this team, you have to have the therapist, you have to have everything involved in the treatment of that and then you have to be able to track the outcomes, so you can't just do it. You have to have, you know, the the questionnaires and kind of the technology to be able to really assess objectively, like how patients are doing. And so it's been a several year process at Ashner, um, but Ashner um, finally got added in and selected by the Department of Defense to be a site. So we're a site for that now, and that's that's what. Um, so we're enrolling patients for that now. We've already enrolled patients for it, and I think that. It's great. You talked about Louisiana being on the bottom of the, the rankings for healthcare, and, you know, and, and different things, education and stuff like that. I think that drives all of us from Louisiana crazy. We don't want to be on the bottom. Mm-hmm. We're competitive, you know. Right. So um, there's a lot of people out there that are looking at different ways. Like, how do we get Louisiana, you know, at the top of those lists or higher on those lists? And I mean, part of it is taking part in research like this, which takes a lot of resources and takes a lot of people committed to it. And fortunately. You know, Oshner is really committed to the medical education, the research, that kind of innovation side. Um, And it wasn't easy to be included in that study. You had to meet a lot of pretty robust criteria. Um, And then it takes, I mean, there's probably 30 people involved in this study in terms of just the logistics of making it happen. So it's a pretty expansive thing. And that's just at our, at our site, at our location. Um, So that's really how it, how it got started. Uh, So it's, Kyle, kind
0: of like you said it's getting the data. You know, I say this a lot in the, my businesses is, is I want the data. I don't want the emotion, you know, kind of like you said, that lower level, like, Hey, we did this and it worked. It's like, well, did it work because the guy went to therapy or did it work because the guy, you know, maybe he, I don't know, not a doctor by any means, but maybe he went up and downstairs to get to his apartment every day. And nobody even knew that, but that actually had some help, you know, in his yeah. recovery maybe. Yeah. Um, but this will get, Real data where decisions can be made off of it, not on the emotional side of, you know, we'll try this, try that. It's yeah. actual data. So, for people to be involved, you know, are you guys looking for people to say, is it, do you have to wait for, are we waiting for the injury to happen? Yeah. Or are we waiting for the guy who had the indus- industry in injury to come back in and say, hey, this happened to me, you know, years ago and you guys are looking both directions.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess it really goes both ways. It, it, we are, the patients that are enrolling in the study are the people that have had this injury. Um, it's probably more common than people realize um, that, you know, that, they, that these injuries are out there. And ideally we would catch the person that just had the injury because the main part of the study is, is randomizing patients. Um, to say, hey, we're going to do the traditional timing of surgery. The traditional timing would be to wait a period of time and let all the inflammatory markers and things settle down, versus this other option, which would be to do the surgery early. And so, to be able to be randomized to that option, you have to get you have to present within a certain amount of time from your injury, you know, to qualify. But there's a second arm of the study that that looks at other parts of that. And so if people have had this injury and didn't really have it treated and they show up late, like that happens sometimes, um, then they can still be a part of the study. And we just just look at some different factors than that, that first part. So there's two big arms to the study. Um, but you do have to, we are taking people that have actually had that injury. Um, and there's a part of, part of it that's the diagnosis. I mean, when people injure their knee, they don't say, oh, I just tore multiple ligaments in my knee. You gotta go through a process to get diagnosed and get, you know imaging MRIs and things like that. So we're taking patients that, you know, have knee injuries that look like they could be that type of knee injury. And then we're putting them through that diagnosis process and getting the, you know, the MRIs and things like that to find out what kind of injury do they have first of all. And then if they fall into that criteria, then, then we give patients the option of participating. They certainly don't have to, um, but there's a small financial incentive for them to do so. And then a lot of people just say, Hey, like, I want to be part of, you know, advancing, what we know about how we treat these injuries. So there's a fair amount of people that, that want to be a part of medical research just for that reason, you know? It would So, so we've got
0: a, the, the trick here, I guess, or the crux is in order to solve the problem, we don't like when people get injured, but we need some people to have some injuries to come in yeah. and we need them to know about this program. Like, obviously if they make it into, if they come walk into your clinic, you guys know about it, but they're, you know, if they want to be involved or they know somebody who recently, maybe it's, we've got to get a word out. Like it's, yeah. and this is one of those timing things, you know, it's kind of, yeah. you can't study it before it happens. And after the fact doesn't sound like there's that much really, you can really gain yeah. from it. You really need to be kind of strike while the iron's hot on, Hey, this is the injury. So yeah it would seem imperative that as many people as we could get the word out to, to know, this is what's going on. This is what we're trying to do. We'd love for you to be part of it. By the way, you can make some cash if you want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, we would hope that nobody got these injuries. Um, You know, unfortunately, they do. Um, And most of them find their way to us. But a lot of times it takes a certain amount of time, right? Like, you injure your knee, and maybe you're not real sure what happened. And then you go to this place, and you go to this place. And so they kind of take this circuitous route before they get to us. And so part of the awareness of it is saying, hey, like, come here, you know, with this knee injury earlier, let's diagnose these things more quickly. It's better outcomes for the patients to diagnose it more quickly. And then also, yeah, to have that awareness that there is a place where there's a team of people that are kind of focused around treating these types of injuries. um, And we make that process more streamlined and straightforward.
0: What is, I guess, and a lot of times I always ask this really just kind of dumbed down version of the question because sometimes people don't understand for the person who's got the injury yeah you know like i was working fell off the ladder at the house last weekend it's been bugging me all week i hadn't had time to do it is this a they need to go walk into the er do they go to the grove walk to the front desk and say i got that knee thing you know like is there a process you know what does it actually look like to say to get it on you guys's radar
1: So there's a few ways. I mean, one of the easiest ways is to go, you know, like the the normal line at Oshner 761-5200 that you would call to get an appointment and just call and say, hey, I I think I injured my knee, you know, and I want to see the knee, the knee team and, you know, see if I'm a candidate for this trial or not. So that's an easy way. You know, if you go to Oshner's website, their main website, you know, you can click like the Baton Rouge sports medicine side of it and there's some links on there. Um, and then, yeah, if you go to the urgent cares and the ERs and things like that, um, especially the ones that are within the Ashner umbrella, there's there's good awareness around saying, oh, we think that this happened, and you know, we're going to refer you to the, the the knee team to check this out and look at it. So there's a lot of ways. There's nothing really special that you have to do. I mean, you can get online and schedule your own appointment if you want, you know, um, <laughs> and do it. But uh, the main thing is to look and say. Is to, is to get that appointment and get that imaging and find out what's going on. This is the type of knee injury that, you know, this is usually a situation where somebody knows they injured their knee. Like you mentioned, maybe they've stepped off a ladder. Maybe they, you know, were in a car accident. Maybe they were playing flag football and they kind of landed weird on their knee and felt a pop and swelling and things like that. So that's usually the type of setting that this happens in. It's not really like the, Hey, my knee's been aching for, you know, the last six months, but it kind of came out of nowhere. And, uh, stuff like that usually people will know that they they had an injury um this isn't the guy coming in on monday saying yeah i tweaked my knee this weekend it's like no you would
0: know if you did you know if yeah. you've torn an acl but you know i've done it you know yeah <laughs> you're not waiting usually to just yeah. hold you might you know maybe you could make it a day and hope you'll get better you know but always, you know you've done something
1: i always tell people like a a pop or a catch like something mechanical like that, that you felt in an injury that, you know, even if it's just landing weird. And then usually people have a lot of swelling in your knee. You know, if, if you've torn your ACL before, then there's a lot of swelling that happens inside the knee pretty quickly. And those are, those are telltale signs that something's going on inside the knee. Um, and so, and it's tough sometimes initially to d- differentiate, oh, did I, you know, did I, did I tweak it? Did I hurt my meniscus? You know, did I, did I tear my ACL versus did I have this bigger injury where I injured him? multiple ligaments. I mean, sometimes it's really obvious and it's a car accident and it's high velocity and it's the big, big, you know, obvious thing, but sometimes it's a little bit more subtle where you have a smaller injury that you didn't suspect resulted in such a big problem. Uh, But then when you get worked up, it did.
0: I know a guy who I remember he was so embarrassed, so I wouldn't say his name, but I remember he like, he banged the heck out of his knee up by getting out of the bed like his foot got caught in the sheets and trying to like get out like couldn't yes. get the sheet fully out and fell and like twit like i'm like surgery was needed everything everybody's like man you getting a wreck with you he's like man i was just trying to get out of bed you know but but he was at the same he said where i'm bringing i guess the point where i was bringing the story He's like he's like i knew i messed it up because i heard that thing pop and when i hit the ground i wasn't coming back up i usually
1: just tell patients like hey you got to come up with a better story than that okay like we're going to keep that between us but like you know it's got to be something better like you were rescuing somebody out of a burning building or something like that you know yeah. we'll tell
0: people you came in for a checkup the elevator was out of service you know you tripped down the stair you know something yeah. you know you you helped an old lady and you got hit by a car yeah, yeah you gotta
1: that. have some kind of story behind it but um but yeah, I mean, you, you'd be surprised, like, you know, we, we treat knee injuries all day and the way that people can injure their knees, I mean, you can injure your knee doing anything, you know, and so that that story happens more often than you may think. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: how long is this? You know, is there a time frame on this? You know, obviously, there's got to be, you know, the beginning, the middle and an end to something, you yeah. know, but is it, you know, is Oshner's looking like, hey, we've got to find, you know, some more of these people we're running up on a deadline or you know are we pacing right are we pulling our weight here in south louisiana with knee injuries to make an impact here yeah
1: well unfortunately south louisiana does have its share of knee injuries um and and this requires like to do a study like this you know you talked about like taking the motion out of the data and part of that too is also not saying oh they did really good like three months after surgery i mean we're tracking people a year two years after surgery with all these objective things, because we want to know like more long-term, how are they doing? And that's part of the goal of study. Um, and so uh, it's going to be enrolling for several years. You know, uh, the time frame has been discussed three to five years. So this could be going on for quite some time. Um, and then there's going to be tracking of those patients for a long period of time as well. And so this is really, um, this has been a like really, really robust study, robustly designed, I mean, I kind of mentioned, we were talking about it five years ago and the planning purposes and the study, you know, Ostner got added within the last few months, but the study has been going on for, you know, a year or two years now at at a lot of these other sites, which are across the country, you know, the Mayo Clinic and um, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, where it started and some places in Canada and things like that. So they're enrolling people from all over the country, but it's going to be going on for a period of time. Um, And, you know, and if you think about it, it's funded by the DOD, but it really affects it affects athletes, you know, they're playing competitive sports. It affects those of us not playing competitive sports, but just like to go out there and be active. You know, you probably, everybody probably knows somebody that's injured their knee like this, and it still has kind of affected them. And then it affects like people going back to work, you know, and that's one thing we don't think about a lot is you have an injury like this and, you know, I never thought about it when I was younger, but now you think about how is this going to impact my ability to go to work. And, and so that's why we think it's so crucial to the community is to look at it and say, Hey, is there something out there that we can do that is going to get people back to all of those things faster. And that's the ultimate goal. Because we know right Mm -hmm. now, if you tear more than one ligament in your knee, you're out for this very long period of time. Um, And that can be work, that can be military duty, that can be sports. And so we're trying to harness this huge network. You know, it's this huge network of, of surgeons, of scientists, of physical therapists all over North America, trying to harness all those patients and all of that data and looking at that. And then, you know, we hope that, it changes how we treat these knee injuries. Um, It certainly like with ACL injuries, there's been some big studies like this in the past that, that changed the way that we treat ACL injuries. And so patients are getting better, you know, uh, quicker and uh, having better outcomes long-term because of studies like this. And so that's our goal with this is for people that tear more than one ligament, that the data that comes out of this is going to change how we treat it. Um, And so there's not a rush per se, because, Um, we want to get it right. You know, we want to get those objective answers that aren't aren't emotional or subjective or my opinion or, you know, my partner's opinion Mm -hmm. down the hall. We want to get like the real answer um, and know that. Yeah, we don't
0: care what it is. Just give us the fact. You know, I don't care what you did right, you know, wrong and different, made it better or worse. Let's just find out at the end of the day. And that's got to be, to me, that would drive me insane because I'm assuming you don't get to, there's no like, place that you get to check like what's trending well right now so you can't get <laughs> jaded right so you don't get to see yeah really anything right it's like hey we're just reporting data in and somebody's aggregating it at some point they'll release something back right or do you get to see yeah. kind of no this
1: you, is no, working trending no you're right I mean you get at some points in the trial they'll do like a like a midterm you know review where they'll look back and they'll publish some of that. We're not at that point right now. Um, I mean, so everything we're doing within the study is still like standard to care. So we're still like leaning on the best studies we know and the best science we have and the best ways we know how to do it and the best technology, but you're right. Some of the questions that we're trying to answer, it's going to be a little while before we have that answer. And, and you have to fight that urge to try to like, look at the results or get that information sooner or try to glean it because that's been proven to be inaccurate most of the time, you know, when mm-hmm. you try to kind of get a gut feel for it. Um, and way back in the day before, you know, there was robust scientific standards, I mean, that's how people did medical research was like, yeah, you know, I treated these five patients with this technique and they did great. And so that's the way we're going to do it. Whereas, uh, you know, the challenge of this is like, okay, let's like stick to the scientific method here and the way that we do that research. So let's not cut any corners. And, and then you said it, whatever that answer is, you know, whether it's what I thought it was going to be or not you know, what's the answer and let's do it that way.
0: Yeah. No, I think uh, it's almost, what do they say? You're the doc. They say, what is it? The joke, or maybe it's not even real, but they say like early in medical school or something. They tell you like when you hear hooves, you know, think horses, not zebras, you know, like don't go looking for problems.
1: Don't go looking for zebras. Yeah. Everything's not a zebra.
0: Yeah. Right. So do it the right way. Just because maybe these last couple outcomes of this other method are working great, do what's right for the patient at the end of the day. Don't you're not making formal opinions at this point. Yeah, and then, you know,
1: I should I, sh- I should have mentioned Nick Saban in, in Louisiana on a, uh, on a you know on a podcast that's gonna be in Louisiana, but it's kind of like Saban always talks about the process, right? And like, hmm. don't just think about that goal. Like, set the goal, that's fine, but then what are all the steps that you have to take every day? to like, get to that goal, get that answer. So it's very similar. It's like, okay, we have this goal, but if we really want that goal, you know, we have to do all of this stuff along the way to get there. And so that's what medical research is like. I just was in a meeting
0: earlier this morning and we were talking about how people that really find the answer or get, you know, reach their goals and do their things. It's the example I heard a guy talk about was, it's you don't go into the gym and say, I need to lose, you know, 40 pounds. Yeah. That doesn't work. What you got to do is you've got to make the goal of, I'm going to go to the gym four times a week and I'm going to take, you know, two special classes and I'm going to go ride the bike once a week. So it's like, here's your six things that you need to do. Yep, That will eventually get you there. But if you just keep saying, I need to lose 20 pounds and you go in the gym and just like, I got to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. Great. But that's not going to get you there because you're just going to be like, well, I'll skip it today. I'll go tomorrow. But if the goal is I've got to be in the gym four days out of the week, yep. that's a meaningful action. You can check it off. You can say it's done, you know, and then you end up with what he called. It was a um, lagging metrics, like yeah. to lose 20 pounds was a lag. Like, did you lose the 20 pounds? No. But did you measure what it took to get there? No, you didn't do it
1: either. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, by the time you've lost the 20 pounds, it's because you've done all this other stuff that is this cumulative effort. And, yeah, and Nick Saban takes that to the extreme. You know, he talks about, like, not looking at the scoreboard during football games and stuff like that. But that's his whole point is, like, do all of those little things well and the end result will follow, obviously. Right. Um, and so, you know, being able to kind of see this thing from the start where people were talking about it and I thought in my head, is this thing ever going to come to fruition, you know? Um, and then having the opportunity to move back to Louisiana and be a part of that here, um, I'm extremely grateful for. Uh, because I just think it is an awesome one. It reflects on the team that Oshner has put together. Right. So when we talk about like being a part of this trial, it wasn't like, Oh, we want to be a, we want to do some medical research. We want to be a part of the trial. It was, Hey, for us to have that kind of place where we can be a part of this kind of medical research, we have to do all these fundamental things and build these fundamental things together. And then at some point, if we do that, right, we'll be at that point where we could do it. And so this has really been a culmination of that aspect as well. It's like, hey, we got to go find really awesome physical therapists, and we got to go find, you know, some really awesome doctors and really awesome support staff and research staff and all those things that that Oshner has put together. As we kind of talked about at the beginning, is like the last few years just putting a lot of resources in sports medicine, and then you get to the point where, hey, this opportunity arises, and yeah, we met the selection criteria and we're able to be a part of that. So. Um, I think that really reflects well on the team too, you know, and what, what Ashner has done and committed to doing,
0: um, yeah, I would say, um, you know not just, you know, it's putting the team, it's the commitment, but it's, you know, it's the financial commitment to the community and, you know, because at the end of the day study or no study, they still had to put the money, you know, into the people. They still had to build the team, which was for the community, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, that's where it really, you know, nobody's going and banging their knee up on purpose because they want to participate in a study. You know, it's Osher builds it for the community. We've got the resources here. Yeah. That's what they're there for. And no, by the way, we're going to report our findings and we're going to take part of this study, you know, but it took the, here's what you got to do to even take part in it.
1: Yeah. Cause the easy thing would be to like, see the patient, treat the patient and do that side of it to actually do the research stuff. I mean, you know, the, my, my research team can tell you, it's like, it's onerous, you know, I mean, we're having to go in there and take really objective measurements, knee range of motion. can't just eyeball it and say what it is. You know, we have these forms and we have to measure it and same thing in surgery um, and afterwards. And so you're just tracking all that stuff. So it's definitely not the easy way, but it's that commitment. And it's being part of something bigger too, which I think is what probably motivates us all to do what we do in some degree. But this is an opportunity in our, in our narrow aspect of the sports medicine world to be a part of something bigger and say, Hey, we want to be, we want to see this thing to fruition. We want to see what comes out of this. And we want to do it in Louisiana, you know, like we want Louisiana to be a a leader and and being part of that. stand on that
0: stage when it's over with and say, look, we were part of this, you know, we came, we contributed, we were, we helped solve, you know, this
1: problem of multiple ligament industries. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And Oshner has this 40 by 30 campaign um, that they talk about 40 by 30. And so you may have seen that, but basically, we're 49 or 50 on some of these rankings. And so, you know, Oshner came out a year or two ago and said, Hey, we, we can't do it alone, but by 2030, we want Louisiana to be in 40th place, you know, and Oshner can't do it. Um, You know, it's big, they're a big organization and things like that, but, you know, by being part of a bigger team and collaborating with other, you know, people in our state, whether that be governments or other hospital systems and things like that, like let's all be part of the solution none of us are happy to see us ranked 50th all the time so yeah. how do we join forces together and do the types of things that will get us to that 40th ranking you know um so that's pretty cool to see all the things that are now revolving and happening around that wow well that's amazing that a you know austin just making the
0: commitment b gets rewarded for making the commitment by getting you know brought into the study and then you got to Sounds like you got a team of people that are doing a whole bunch of work that I would not want to do. So I'm glad it's yeah. you guys and not me. But uh I appreciate yeah, what you guys are doing and your team's doing. And you know, I appreciate taking some time to come kind of fill us in because these yeah. are the things that people don't know about. You know, you drive past the hospital, you just you think there's sick people in beds and you're just trying to get them cranked out. But it's not just sick. People, it's there's research happening inside of there that's yeah. for the greater good, not just of our own community, but as a whole you know, this yeah. will come out. So yeah, again, I appreciate all of it.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Ashner is uh Ochsner is committed to high level care and uh, I appreciate you highlighting that, you know, and, and bringing attention to that. And we're, we're happy to have that word out there.
0: Awesome. Well, I have to have you come back. I know you got better things to do than talk to me. There's people with knees to fix and papers to write. So I'll let you get back to that and uh, we'll have you back on and maybe just kind of do some check-ins as we go.
1: So. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, man. Talk to you soon. See you.